matter what. I don't care. Let's see here. All right. <laughs> Let's see. All right. So I'm just hitting record. And if we, if you're still blowing your nose and if I'm still coughing, I don't care. We're recording this thing. So, and I think it's going, I think we're live. So, Hey everybody, this is Bobby Walker with the journey of a new entrepreneur. I've got my buddy Ryan Golgoski on the show today. And I hope I said his last name, right? I'm pretty positive. I did, but uh, Ryan, we're not going to get to you yet. So I just need you to sit there just for a second. Let me do my, my podcast thing. But uh, Ryan's sitting there. He's got got his beer. I got a, I got a little Miller light here. We're just having a good time. It's actually a Monday. It's like Monday afternoon for you, bro. You need to be working, not drinking. I don't know what you're doing on the show, but you're over on the West coast. It's uh, it's closing time for us East coast guys, but, but nonetheless, Thank you guys for listening to the show. I'm Bobby with Journey of a New Entrepreneur. I've been getting some more iTunes reviews. Just want you guys to know that always makes me feel good every time I see that. Thank you for the reviews. Really, really appreciate that. Don't forget, you can go check me out on the Journey of a New Entrepreneur YouTube channel because the YouTube channel is kind of like my journey. And then the podcast is more like other people's journey. So if you want to see what it's been like for me to build my business from, oh my God, I don't know how the hell I'm going to pay rent this month to, hey, I think I'm going to take over the world and then like everything in between. And that's just all in one day. If you want to see what that's like, go back. I've got at this point, like two and a half years of videos on there where you can just go, uh, go watch that stuff. And I'll tell you what's really kind of like, kind of touching, but kind of like morbid and like, I don't know if it hurt my feelings or made me happy but my son Caleb told me yesterday it was a Sunday afternoon and he was over the house we were just chilling and he said dad what's so cool about your YouTube channel is when you die I can just go back and watch those videos and I'm like dude I'm 41 years old why are we talking about me dying right now so anyway I punched him sent him home and uh, we haven't talked ever since but anyway thank you for everything guys uh, and then last you can go to the Facebook page journey of a new entrepreneur that's an easy way where if you want to connect with me message me and all of that cool stuff that's where that happens uh, and then last I just want to say one more time or, no not one more time but I want to say again a big thank you to Responsibid, who's been sponsoring the show as of late. Um, I don't want to like spill, but I think we got some cool stuff coming from those guys. But here's what Responsibid is for me: it's the most important piece of software that I use in my company. It's really the hub. I choose my um, I choose my CRM based on how well it integrates with Responsibid. I choose everything that I do to make sure that it integrates with Responsibid because it's our selling platform hub and it does all kinds of cool stuff everything from being able to put a button on your website so people can go on there and get an accurate quote for their services and then once they've got the quote they can then uh, uh, sign digitally sign the agreement my brain's not working right now after they sign it they can actually pay a deposit that you pick the amount I have a 10% one pay a deposit for that service and then pick a time on your schedule to get it done. And when you say, Bob, I don't want them to pick a time on my schedule because blah, blah, blah. No, I'm telling you, it's got this feature in it called crew cow. It's intelligent. It takes into account how fast each one of your crews are individually. It takes into account geography. It takes into account different job types. It's awesome. And it doesn't allow you or your customers to overbook your schedule. And the coolest story, I, I think I told one on a podcast a while back where I made some money while I was in a lazy river, but my favorite one was I hopped in the shower. And then when I got back out, I had sold a job and it was scheduled on my calendar. And I'm like, I just sold a job while I was naked. This was awesome. So anyway, responsive Love you guys, Kurt. Love you over there. If you guys want a special deal on responsive go to J. N 
E bid.com. That's J N E like journey of a new entrepreneur and then bid like response to bid J N E bid.com get a special deal. And, uh, that's that. So right into the show here, Ryan, how the hell are you, man? Doing good, man. Had a busy morning, but we're doing great. That's um, cool. I want to plug response bid too. Uh, I was there's, I, I still actually have it, uh, on my website, my old service company that, uh, we've kind of like started a partnership with another company that's taken over, but yeah, I still use response bid as well. It's good and stuff, I, isn't it? I'm not even in the business anymore. And I still, <laughs> that's awesome. Kurt will love to hear that. So, yeah. so Ryan, I'm going to be honest with you, man. It's like, I really like you, but it's really hard. And here's why. You're, you're this young, good-looking dude. You got jet black, full head of hair. You know, you're in good shape. Yeah, you you live over on the West Coast, so you're naturally cooler than the rest of us, you know. <laughs> and um, there's a lot of me that's just kind of bitter about all of that. Now, are you a West Coast native? Are you from California originally? Yeah, been here my whole life. Okay, yeah. and then where do you live over there? I live in a city called Murrieta. It is like we're on the border of Murrieta, Temecula. A lot of people know about Temecula because mm -hmm. the, the wine country out there. Yep. Um, but we're about 30 minutes north of San Diego County. Ah, okay. Nice, nice. All right, cool. Well, listen, man, thanks for being on the show. Uh, I think you and I had the longest technical problem trying to get this recording started than I've had ever <laughs> trying to record this thing to the point where I was getting disappointed thinking we are not going to be able to make this happen. And the reason I bring that up is not so much that we had the technical issue, but that's for the listeners is guys, I had a few beers while I was waiting on Ryan and myself and our computers to get together. And, um, you're just gonna have to forgive me for the rest of this episode and we're still going and Ryan Ryan's like Bob if you're doing it I'm doing it so here we are but Ryan is like my UFC buddy we've uh, met online a little bit we've you know we haven't known each other real well for real long but we were just at a convention together about gosh it has not been a month ago but real close uh, we had sushi we sat down had had sushi and hung out and then we did a uh, we did a cool moonshine tasting together that was that was pretty intense wasn't it yeah, that was fun. Did you try How many was there on that when we did that? Was that like 16 of them or 13? I can't remember. Yeah, I think there was 13. I passed on some of them. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, and I wish I would have. <laughs> I did it. If you guys are, if you happen to be my friend on Facebook, you can go kind of creep through my, my uh, timeline, and you can actually see the moonshine uh, uh, tasting video that we did. But that stuff, some of them were good, and holy crap, some of those things were stout. And I think there was 13, and each one was about a third of a shot, something like that probably, right? Yeah, it, a little, a little yeah. So basically, it was a free sampling, and by the time you were done, you just almost didn't need to drink anymore for the rest of the night. But, uh, but that was a lot of fun. We had a great time in Missouri hanging out. And then, uh, and then you and I, we've just been talking you know, about business. So, Ryan, I'll do what I do with everyone. Give us the 60-second overview of who you are. All right. So as far as business goes, um, I started first um, wanting to have a full career in jujitsu. I was teaching jujitsu. Um, I wanted to go and, and start my own gym. Um, I wanted to try to make it as an athlete, of course, um, but it was like semi successful at that. Mm -hmm. But you can always uh, just teach, you know, those that can't do teach. So <laughs> 
Um, that's, that's always was the life goal. Hadn't, hadn't done it. And, uh, maybe, maybe we'll never do it, but I got my feet wet in the window cleaning industry about five years ago, working with a friend from jujitsu, um, was with him for a little bit and then started my own company, black belt window cleaning, you know, a little pun for, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, we did window cleaning was like the main thing and then solar cleaning. Uh, so we had black belt window cleaning black belt solar cleaning and then we started to get into christmas lighting um but just hit some bumps in the road and just kind of halted that so we still have a, a christmas light business technically it's christmas light bros um All right. we just well, in california it should be like christmas light bras right Bra, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> christmas light yeah. bras.com by bobby walker anyway yeah so um was doing that um had multiple like major back surgeries the last couple of years uh was nearly paralyzed had to like learn how to walk again um wow. so basically i don't do anything physical anymore other than walk my dogs uh that's about, <laughs> about yeah. as physical as i get uh, and then i've been building websites uh that's what my my business is now for the last few years um but i went full time into that a little over a year ago and we're just serving the the people that i was hanging out with before so service industry folks uh that's our, our main niche is window cleaners pressure washers christmas light guys house cleaners uh, and just trying to provide the best websites that this industry has to offer awesome that so there's a lot to unpack in there and uh, I'm going to do my best to get it all, but we'll see how we do. But first question I have for you is so black belt window cleaning. Does that mean that you were a jujitsu black belt? Oh yeah. I wasn't a poser. Okay. <laughs> was, now, well, yeah. <laughs> hell, I think a non black belt in jujitsu isn't a po So just for everyone to understand, I'm a huge fan of mixed martial arts. Now I'm not necessarily a jujitsu fan, of the, the individual sport. I've never been to jujitsu events and watched those. But um, when I was, I think I was 16 when UFC four happened and that was in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And my dad, my stepdad came home um, like on a Monday night and was like, Hey, we bought, I bought some tickets to this no rules fight thing. And I thought I was going to go see like Jean-Claude Van Damme and the Kumite, you know, on Friday or Saturday night. And uh, we went to this not knowing what to expect. And I saw, <laughs> what's that? It's pretty similar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw, I saw Hoyt Gracie uh, and Dan Severn make it to the finals of that one night tournament. And what I thought in that final fight was Dan beating Hoyt for about 15 minutes because he was on top. And next thing you know, the fight's over. We don't know what happened. And Hoyt, this little 180-pound dude fighting the 250-pound wrestler, won from his back. It was the craziest thing. So as a spectator, it changed my life forever. But the reason I bring all that up is I'm, I'm a big fan of the sport, but I don't want anyone here as I'm talking with Ryan about jujitsu or mixed martial arts. I, I am a poser. I don't know what, you know, what's going on, but here's what I do know. I know this. If, if you're, if you're a, uh, if you're a jujitsu black belt, that's not like being a, a black belt in some sort of karate or a black belt and in, in taekwondo where you can go and enroll your kid for two thousand dollars into the black belt program and they get one before they get out or 
or something like that. And, and I'm pretty sure people don't get a black belt in about two or three years in jujitsu typically either. It's a long process and uh, a lot of pride in it. So that's very impressive. Who'd you get your black belt under? Uh, my coach's name is Ricardo Feliciano. Um, some, you know, probably nobody knows who that is, um, but he's a, a pretty, <laughs> a pretty significant guy in the sport. Yeah. Uh, and then I trained at Dan Henderson's gym. Uh, I'm sure, you know, more people know who that guy is. Yeah. And then was that's, was that quest, right? Team quest. Yeah. Team quest. Yeah. Yeah. And which is Dan. And then I, I, I know name association. I know Randy Couture. He trained at Team Quest and all that. So, uh, and you were telling me the other night, we were just, actually, I was doing a, a YouTube live video and you had chimed in and you were chatting with me. And you got married at Dan Henderson's house, right? One of his houses. <laughs> One of his houses, yeah. That, which, again, I, we, I hope I didn't lose a lot of listeners, but Dan Henderson, he was, uh, let's just say in the early, uh, well, let's say the, if mixed martial arts like UFC and stuff like that has had three eras with the current one being the modern one, I would say, uh, Dan was, uh, one of the Kings of like the second era, the middle one, you know, he maybe came in at the tail end of the, of the, yeah. the, the early beginning and then was just a big player. So that's cool. So if you, if you know this stuff, guys, we're talking to someone that's like friends of Dan, Dan Henderson. <laughs> And, uh, and if you don't know, you're like, Bob, shut the hell up and let's talk about some other stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you this and I know you don't do it anymore, but how many ways did you know, or do you know to choke someone out like a bitch? <laughs> like a bitch. <laughs> or just any choke. It doesn't have to be a bitch choke, just any kind of choke. How, how um, many ways can you choke someone out? I, I too many to count, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, chokes, they're there's probably dozens of chokes that you could do. But then if you're talking about just like submissions, it's like endless. It's hundreds yeah. because there's how many joints in your body that you can break. And then there's a hundred different variations of ways to break that joint. You know, it's just, yeah, it's endless. And this, like the sport's still evolving. There's still new things that are coming out all the time. Just like, you know, any sport, if you mm. look at MMA, well, like the skill level of a, a champion 20 years ago, um, probably anybody in the UFC, like even the Today, guys that aren't, yeah, any of them. they'd kill him. Yeah. 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 No, that's, that's true. I'll, we'll try to get off the UFC talk real quick. I, I, he's, I would call him a buddy. You know, he's, he was in my BNI group that I was in, uh, not close friends or anything like that, but I've got a buddy that actually just got a UFC contract about a week or two ago, which yeah. is really cool. You won his fight on the contender. Yeah. Yeah. On, on Dana Weiss contender series. Yep. So cool stuff. But so anyway, moving on, moving on for those who don't care. Um, so Ryan, you, uh, so you're married, right? You're, you're doing that thing. How long you've been married? You got any kiddos or anything like that? No kiddos. Uh, we're trying, uh, no luck yet, but, uh, we've been married. Right. For it's fun to try. We just keep trying. <laughs> uh, we've been married for like two and a half years. Um, now that everything's kind of like settled down, my health is under control. Mm -hmm. um, about the last year we've been trying for a kid. Yeah. And you know, and I remember you, so you got injured. I don't know if it was right before or, but right around the time, you know, I kind of came on the scene with in our um, industry, you know, and what's cool about our industry is 
you know, across the U.S. They're just a pretty neat group of guys, you know, online. And for the most part, everyone's pretty cool. And I remember uh, seeing some of your posts. I remember you talking about, you know, you were going to start doing the website thing and all that stuff, which I'm super happy to see you're being successful with that. But um, it, on let's say on an emotional level, how what was that like? I mean, I, I don't know. You can, you don't have to go through what the injury was. That That's not the relevant part. But what was that like? Um, you know, you've, you've got this dream with the jujitsu thing. You obviously have a dream with your business and everything. And then it just kind of goes to shit all of a sudden. Um, walk us through that in your mind. Um, I guess I was kind of blessed with this um, disposition of just like even keel and like going with the flow, like almost to a, a fault. Like mm-hmm. when like things are seriously wrong and you should have some level of anxiety that drives you to like, you know, solve the issue i'm just like ah everything's good <laughs> so fortunately you know i don't know a god just blessed me in that way um it wasn't too bad like of an emotional toll of course like it's it was life changing um i was just really fortunate um the injury that i did have um i got my surgery in a, a quick enough time um that like now I can't do anything really physical. My back's just way too fragile. My spinal cord is damaged. I've got like nerve pain throughout my body. That's just, it's just there. It's chronic. I take medicine to try to numb it down a little bit, but it's just always there because the damage to the spinal cord, Hmm. but that all like, um, in consideration with like what I, I, what could have happened, you know, I could be in a wheelchair and like, that's just, um, I'm just like really fortunate to not, be in that situation so sometimes i do you know feel crappy and oh i, I can't do jujitsu anymore i can't teach anymore um i can't be out working outside anymore uh mm-hmm. i just try to remember like <laughs> there's other people that have it way 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 yeah. you know with the same injury but um yeah i was just fortunate to get the surgery right away uh, they said if it was any longer i probably would have been a paraplegic just because i wow. had it a disc that was like lodged into my spinal cord. So Holy just slowly cutting it off completely. And then I was fine and felt great. And I was a young guy and I went back to being up on roofs and cleaning solar panels and teaching jujitsu and thought I was all good and started to train a little bit again and then just wrecked everything. And then the last surgery was like a lot more extensive uh, all together, I was like in the hospital for like 35 days. With oh, a, wow. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty severe surgery. Hmm. But yeah, just moving forward, my wife was very supportive. She never even left the hospital. She was there every day, slept, slept there on the little couch that was in the room. And yeah, I was just really blessed to have her through this time. That's awesome. Well, that is awesome. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, not obviously not all the bad stuff, but um, having a having a great partner is is a good thing, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, I've I've been married uh, well in November, so the, as we're recording, it's uh, the end of August in 2019. So in November, I'll be. Oh, honey, forgive me. I think <laughs> it's going to be 22 years. It's 21 or 22. I just can't remember, but. Well, no, no, no. Hold on. Let me. Let, all right. Now I got to do this math here. So my oldest son is 20. 
So it's going to be my 22nd anniversary. That's what it's going to be. So uh, it'll be our 22nd anniversary. But um, but no, it's it's good. She's a lucky woman. You know, she too, like you, has a really good partner. My wife does. And uh, I, <laughs> I'm very happy for her. <laughs> but uh so so how long uh so so you have the injury you know you're in the hospital um how long did it take you to pivot you know did you already know like obviously you got into doing websites and stuff like that how long did it take you to think or realize that's what i'm going to do was that an instant thing was did it take a while to come to you how'd that happen it took a little while i thought i would be back to work um you know and we didn't get to a point of scale where i i was like out of the business you know it was me my wife uh, we started to the process of like training one guy um but that didn't really work out so it was just us and then you know we started to implement the systems you know to try to scale and get us out of the field but weren't there yet so with those screwballs you know it kind of halted everything mm-hmm. um, I didn't transition too quickly because I thought I'd go back to those businesses. Um, so I was just subbing everything out while I was down. And then um, one of my friends in town that also has a cleaning business, I was like, Hey, your website sucks. Let me remake it for you. <laughs> and then they were telling me like how many more leads they were getting uh, a week from their new site. And I was like, man, I should, uh, I should start telling this to other guys that I know. (laughs) Well, you've done, and you've done really well for yourself. Like I've just seen your name more and more and more, um, you know, over the last couple years online, when, when someone goes online and they're like, Hey, I need a website. Uh, you're, you're one of three people that I always see get brought up on that. And I, uh, I'll be honest with you, you know, like listeners, I, I don't use Ryan, but like, I kind of like what he's doing. I might, I might use Ryan for my website here. We, that's actually how we kind of started our, our uh, little relationship here uh, about a month or so ago talking about that. But um, you're, and, and not to just go real deep into that right now, but you do some really cool stuff. You uh, there's actually, I need to have, I was going to mention Chase Lord. I need to have Chase on the podcast. He's, he's got a cool story and does a lot of good stuff, but you did a website for him and I was watching it and I'm like, well, now I'm pissed. Chase has a much better website than me and I don't like this. And he's not, he's not even in my, in my area, so, but, but yeah, good for you, dude. So, so are things going well? I mean, like, how are you doing business wise with the, uh, website? Has it done what you were doing in the service industry yet? Is it doing more or less, or are you satisfied with, with your progress? Um, it's, it's kind of like comparable. Um, but the the nature of of this business for the most part uh some people choose to pay for their website all up front mm-hmm. a lot of people you know just elect to do the monthly plan because it's mm-hmm. really easy to start um you start getting the return on your investment before you've even paid for it so that's yeah. really nice you know you just start with this small monthly fee and you're already getting value out of it as you go so that being said you know the majority of my clients they're still paying off like the, the money's coming in the future. Yeah. Uh, so right now, like it is probably about the same amount of income, but there's still more. Yeah. Weight, you know? well, I love that business model that you're doing, you know, where, uh, you know, so for just to be clear on what we're talking about for the listeners. So basically, and I think I'm pretty positive Ryan does this too. Uh, but like most places, if you're going to get a website, you're just going to go and you're going to pay X dollars. 
you know, your website will be $1 million and, or a thousand dollars or 500 or, or whatever the, the price is, you know, it's going to, if you're getting a good one, it's going to be some thousands and, yeah. um, and, and you just pay that up front and then they deliver your website or maybe you pay half and then they deliver the website and then you pay the other half or something like that. And I know Ryan, you do that what as well, right? You let people pay up front. But, uh, if I understand everything correctly, like your more common thing is people, um, people pay you monthly. So you, you do a thing where they don't give, they don't have to have that big lump sum to be right. able to get this really awesome professional website. And then they pay out monthly. And as a business owner, you know, it's like, I don't know if there is a better model than reoccurring revenue. You know, yeah. if you go, uh, you know, when you go look at skylines and cities, they're littered with like insurance companies, you know, and what are, what's insurance? It's reoccurring revenue, you know, it's uh, uh, cable companies and telecommunication companies and stuff like that. What are they? Reoccurring revenue, you know, so that, that's a good model. That's really smart of you to do that. And it, it wins for you and it wins for your customers. So, so, so what's the plan? I mean, like, um, uh, are you going to take over the world as the uh, web developer? Or do you have other things that you want to do in business or are you really digging this or what? Yeah, I'm really digging this. Um, I want to just continue to scale. I've already, you know, I'm using some people to, to come on and help me uh, with the, the demand that we have is just way too much now. Um, so I'm trying to scale it up a little bit. Um, and if, if, you know, no other opportunity presents itself, I'm perfectly satisfied with just continuing to stay in this industry and grow. Um, but like you were saying, um, the recurring revenue is a, a, a beautiful thing of cash flow, you mm -hmm. know, so obviously I'm only going to take some of that cash flow, but, uh, as far as me and my family, like I know we're set on the recurring revenue. So, you know, if, if we have another business venture that we want to, to go in and jump into, there's no worry that as we're, we're doing something new, how are we going to pay our bills? You know, this is already going to be there every yep. month that money's coming in so yeah it, it does present like a, a cool opportunity if if i want to do something else in the future and mm -hmm. maybe have a manager running everything um but i like what i'm doing now uh, i think i'll just keep doing this and keep growing now are you doing a lot of the design yourself like do you like when someone buys a website from you are you the one doing a lot of the work yeah it's 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 pr primarily me i have one uh i have one designer uh, I have a graphic designer and I have one content writer. Mm -hmm. uh, but for the most part, you know, they're just, they're helping me get things started. And then I'm, I'm pretty much finishing and delivering the yeah. product. Cool. Cool. And I know you, I don't know exactly how you do. I know you work a little bit with uh, one of our mutual contacts. I know Zeke, he's at, Zeke has actually been on the podcast before. Who's our, the resident uh, AdWords guru. So uh, I know you and he work a little bit together as well is it what do you think is he is he an all right guy yeah he's okay he's all right <laughs> <laughs> no zeke's great man um yeah zeke is a a wonderful uh blessing in my life actually you know he he refers a lot of work my way so and that's cool he provides a great product you know if you're if you're in need of, of adwords and somebody else doesn't have your territory locked up you're kind of a fool if you <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree no he, he does, he does uh, you know so so let's let's transition a little bit over here to the um uh, more on the personal side of things so 
are you still a spectator of, uh, you know, the, the warring arts? Like do you still watch yeah. a lot of stuff, whether it's just grappling or UFC or anything like that? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. I still stay on top of jujitsu and, and MMA. I don't, yeah. I don't think I catch every single UFC fight, but, um, definitely an avid watcher. You know, I'll tell you, uh, Okay, I'm going to share a little story. I think you'll enjoy this. I, I hope you listeners will enjoy this. But you know what? It's my damn podcast. So I'm going to talk about what I want. We're going to talk, we're going to talk about UFC 4 for a minute. So one of my favorite little stories. So UFC 4, for those of you that don't know, we're on like UFC 240 or something now. And they, and they don't even count them all. That's like just the big main pay-per-views. Like there's probably been closer to 400 UFC events probably and um but i went way back when it was the fourth event ever um it was basically getting banned in every state like when it came to oklahoma that the one i went to in tulsa they had already banned it from coming back they were going to allow them to have that event but they couldn't come back again okay so they had already already done that and i remember uh we set up we were up in the nosebleeds so it was my mom myself and my stepdad so I was rough I was 16 or 17 I don't remember for sure and we're up there in the nosebleeds and there was a guy that um that uh, speaking of wheelchairs a little earlier that was in a wheelchair that uh, a fight or two in ends up up there with us in the nosebleeds and he and his buddy were up there and he had bought like ringside tickets he was like one or two rows from the ring but as soon as the fight started, everyone was standing up and they wouldn't let him be in the aisle. So he couldn't see, you know, so, so they put him up there and him and his buddy were, um, they seemed pretty knowledgeable. I think they had been to UFC's one, two, and three. So they'd been traveling with it around the world. And most of the people there were like me, I had no clue what was going on. There was just a small handful of guys that did. And when uh, the main fight happened, he had this little 180 pound dude, Hoist Gracie fighting this big, Goliath of, of Dan Severn, big Greco-Roman wrestler, and uh, one of one of the loudmouth drunks that was up there by us is like, "I've got a hundred dollars on the wrestler," you know, and he's kind of you know talking smack, and of course, no one wanted to take it because we all thought the big wrestler was going to win, and uh, that the guy in the wheelchair, he was just real soft-spoken by any guy, and he just kind of looks at him and raises his hand. He's like, "Yeah, I'll take you. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll take you on that." So the fight goes on. And Severin, it, it literally was a 15-minute fight where, like, Dan Severin shoots the takedown, takes Hoist Gracie to the ground, and then it's just on top of him for 15 minutes. Frankly, it was kind of boring for someone that didn't know what the heck was going on. And that fight was probably even boring for a jiu-jitsu practitioner because I don't even know what was going on. Yeah, I haven't watched that one forever. But this whole time, you're seeing this big monster on top of this little guy, and the big loudmouth guy kept saying, Hey, you want to go double or nothing? You're a chump. You shouldn't have taken the bet. You know, he's just mouthing off to this guy in the wheelchair that, he, that had taken the bet. And he's like, double or nothing, you piece of crap, you know, and on and on. And the guy, I don't know why he didn't do double or nothing, but he just kind of, you know, sat there and stayed silent. And next thing you know, the fight's over. And that uh, drunken loudmouth had to give up the hundred bucks to, <laughs> to the other guy. I, thought, I don't know why, but as a kid, that always stuck out my mind and, uh, and loved it. That was probably my favorite UFC uh, uh, memory. And then I'd went to a, an event, another event that came back to Tulsa years later where uh, Henderson, um, not Dan Henderson, but um, uh, the smaller dude with the, the wing tattoos on his back. Um, Benson, uh, Benson Henderson. Yeah. Uh, he, he lost to uh, Rafael Dos Anjos 
uh, in like a fight night event there in Tulsa, you know, a few years back. And that one wasn't nearly as good as UFC four. I'll be honest. UFC four. I feel kind of, I feel like I'm in the cool club cause I got to go to the, the early stuff. Yeah. But what's, so like, did you watch from way back when? No. Um, I mean, let's see. I had seen some like smaller organization fights that made it on, you know, those like random channels on TV. Um, so I was like semi curious about it. And then, um, let's see. I think the first UFC fight I saw, it wasn't like, it really wasn't that early on. It was Forrest Griffin versus Rampage Jackson. Oh, really? Yeah. That was your first UFC fight you watched, huh? Yeah, that was the first one. And then uh, I think I was a freshman in high school at that time. Uh, I remember where I was. As you said, I remember where I was. I went to a guy's apartment I had never even met before. Uh, I was with two guys I kind of knew and one I did. I remember this fight. So anyway, keep going. That's just yeah. cool. That's That's a good fight. Yeah, so um, I was like, you know, pretty interested in into that. And me and my brother were like, we were always interested in my older brother. He's like seven years older than me. And we were going to get into it and then we never did. And for whatever reason, he started a bet with me. This is what kind of got me started into martial arts. And he was like, oh, when you turn 18, we're going to fight. And whoever gets knocked out or, or gets choked out, or quits like owes a thousand dollars to the other guy <laughs> and i was like okay sure <laughs> this is uh, your brother you said yeah it was like so i'm i'm like 14 or 15 and he's like 22 or 23 um so i shortly after i knew somebody who was training at dan henderson's and that's like how i found my way over there and just started training fell in love with it um not that long after, like only maybe a year after training, I started helping out with some of the instructors, just assisting them. So like I got to train for free mm -hmm. uh, and I was just there all the time. Um, that was like my life. I was, I was satisfied looking into my future. I was like, if I can just have enough money to pay my bills and eat and just train jujitsu all day, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So Funny thing, like when my 18th birthday came around, my brother wussed out and didn't, <laughs> <laughs> didn't take me up on the Well, bed. yeah, four years of, of learning how to become a killing machine. All of a sudden, he's like, yeah, I don't know that I like this idea. So, yeah. so who's your favorite fighter? Like, who was your first favorite fighter? Uh, I think my first favorite fighter, uh, like I told you, was BJ. And then also, yeah, one of your favorite guys, uh, Vitor Belfort. Those Vitor guys are my my favorite guys start when I was first starting out. Well, of course you'd like BJ. I mean, he was just like the, the jujitsu, like prodigy. Badass. Yeah. The prodigy. Yeah. He like won like a tournament as a white belt or something. I remember that's kind of what got him. The nickname is he like started training jujitsu for like two months and entered a tournament and won it or something. So like, I don't know about that story. He probably did do that as well, but the most notable thing is, um, in I think it was the year 2000 he won the black belt world championships and he had only been training for like three years at that time which is oh. like to even get a black belt in that time is unheard of like I think average is like 10 years yeah and not only that but won the world championships yeah he's that. fighting guys that have been at the top of the heap for maybe two decades and he yeah. walks it and, and and he was pretty young at that point he was in his yeah, 20s for sure yeah yeah, he, he, I didn't like BJ for the longest time because I was 
I did. I liked. Uh, um, um, gosh, I can't think of his name. Country boy, uh, Matt Hughes. I liked Matt until I read his book, and then I'm like, I don't think I like him so much anymore. I don't know if you've read that or not, but his his autobiography. And then, uh, and then of course I was a Saint Pierre fan, and uh, and even though my boy Saint Pierre smashed your boy twice, but you know, I like I like his too. <laughs> <laughs> but Vitor Belfort, I loved him. He was like 18, I think, when he came into the UFC, and he just he looked like a freaking gorilla. He just roided out and just huge and and just God just blasted people, but. Uh, all right. So who's your favorite fighter today? And then, and then we'll, we'll move on. We'll, we'll get into the good stuff. We're going to talk about some websites. I know you got a freebie for the guys that are listening and everything. So, yeah, most definitely. I don't know if I have a favorite fighter per se. Um, I mean, I like the guys that, I mean, it's hard not to like, you know, like Khabib Nurmagomedov. Like, how do you not like that guy? He just smashes everyone. Connor. It's like, and now he's kind of irrelevant, but either you loved him or hated him back then. I, but you still I was watched him. Even if you hated him, oh. you still watched him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, let's see. Max Holloway. Another mm. guy hard to like. Nate Diaz. You either hate him or love him. I yeah. like him. I like yeah. it. I like their antics. I think it's funny. Uh, yep. Yep. And they back it up too. You, but you gotta love guys that slap people in an MMA fight. <laughs> that stopped and slapped. So, that's a good yeah, stuff. Great. Uh, I don't know if I have a favorite right now. Like, um, there's people I like to watch, which I, he's, I hate to call Joan, Bones Jones irrelevant anymore, but I mean, he's just on, he's just out of the game more than he's in it, but which is a shame. I mean, he, he probably, like, if he wouldn't have had any of the out of octagon stuff, yeah, he, he could have potentially just went down as the best ever, you know, and, I think and he will. Well, he might. Yeah. But I mean, could you imagine if he would have been fighting active and just, cause I mean, it's just, no one's even, I mean, well, that's not true. He's had, um, he had a, well, I guess two close fights now, but I mean, but I mean, he just, he just outclasses everyone. Um, I think Stipe who just won the title back, Stipe Miocic, um, he's, he's a fun fighter. He kind of reminds me of a, a less explosive. Um, we were talking about, uh, Kane Velasquez the other night. Yeah. Now, like I think Stipe and Kane are very similar yeah fighters and um so i like him a lot and um i don't know i don't know uh that's all i got i'm getting old and college football season starting so my my mind's going to to other things for a few months but uh so so let's do this let's i hope listeners for those of you that are still here thank you thank you for taking an episode and listening to stuff that is just near and dear to my heart. Um, but Ryan, let's, let's do this. Let's talk about your website business for a minute. Cause you do great work. I had mentioned earlier about seeing, um, chase Lord's site, which, uh, would he care if we gave people that URL? Would he want, I don't think no, he would. just don't, uh, just don't fill out any responsive forms. Yeah. Don't fill out his forms. What is it? Mega M E G A H mega power. Mega, megapressurewashing.com yeah m-e-g-a-h pressurewashing.com yeah guys if you want to see a gorgeous looking website that ryan made go check that one out um and then you'll probably be like calling ryan immediately afterwards that thing looks awesome and then i've looked at some of your other sites and they're all similar that was just the first one that i really looked at and was like oh damn okay i need to do this so um yeah. So where can guys 
I get more information about your uh, websites? Where, where would you want them to go if they were interested in talking to you? Yeah, definitely. I'm, you know, probably friends with some of your listeners. Um, or if you want to add me on Facebook, it's uh, Ryan Golgoski. You can message me on Facebook or you can check out our website. It's just 180sites.com. So it's 180sites.com. Dot com. Cool. And then you got a freebie you said you'd give out to my listeners. So if they did reach out to you, whether they used you or not, you've got a, uh, something free that you'll offer them. Yeah. Yeah. So if you just go to that link on there, um, you can go click on uh, to get a free web audit. And then what we can do is look at your site and see if you even need a new website. Um, we're not going to try to, you know, drag you into spending money. If, if we don't think you need it, then why do it? You know, spend that money on, on ads or other forms of marketing. But if we do see that your website has issues, whether that's SEO issues or just optimization issues, that's going to lower your conversion rate, then it makes sense. If we can boost your conversion rate and we, you know, think we can do that, then we'll want to show you the things that we will do. We'll show you what's wrong with your site and how we can improve those. And then you can get more leads coming in. So, uh, you know, if you're, if you just alter your conversion rate just a little bit and you see the effects on your bottom line, it's a, it's a big impact. Yeah. So, you know, you don't want to lose customers and then you definitely don't want to let those visitors go to your competitor. So we want to wrap them in and, and lock them down. Cool. Cool. So guys, listen, if you're interested at all, you definitely need to go check it out because I'm sure, uh, Ryan, you sent me some links, but I'm sure on your site, there's probably examples of your work on there as well, I'm assuming. Um, yeah, there's some examples. Uh, we, need to, we need to update it just like, uh, you know, window cleaners and pressure washers never clean their own home. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I'll put it this uh, way. Go, go to his site and send him or, or friend him on Facebook and have him send, give you some links to some sites. But if you go check out the one that we talked about, mega uh, pressurewashing.com, that's uh, that's a really awesome site. And then you get the free audit, which Ryan said he's going to check out basically three big things is art. Well, four things, I guess, but your user experience, your uh, is it designed to effectively convert, which is, I mean, I, well, aside from, I'll stop adding commentary. I'm just trying to think of, I'm prioritizing what's the most important stuff. It's all important. Uh, the speed of the site and then like the on-page SEO. So you'll look at all that for someone and say, hey, here's what you got. And frankly, it's really good. You don't need me. Or here's what you got and here's what I could do to to improve on it. And so 180sites180sites.com or just friend him on Facebook. If you're my friend on Facebook, you got a mutual friend and uh, you can search him on my friends list if you want. So Ryan, I've got one more question for you. If you've listened to my show, you know what's happening, but I don't, I don't know if you listen all the way to the end because I don't know if you know what I'm about to ask you. You're going to ask me a weird question of either or what? Well, no, it's not a weird question. It's actually a really important life question. But if I'd rather I, run from a, a thousand duck sized horses <laughs> it's something like that so so here's what we got the reason i'm ready to hear your answer is because again you're a trained killer so it's like i i normally criticize people if they give what i see as the wrong answer which obviously is the wrong answer because that's how i see it yeah. but but then i'm like well i'm not going to argue with ryan so we'll see what ryan says here so so the question is this would you rather to the death fight one horse like a giant horse, a horse 
sized duck, duck. Okay. or 1,000 duck-sized horses. So to the death, one setting, a giant horse-sized duck, or 1,000 duck-sized horses. Okay. And then so, you got to explain your – then you, you can't just tell me what, but then you got to kind of tell me the strategy to go along with it. Okay. All righty. So uh, – Hold on. Let me get yeah. a drink while you're talking here. Carry on. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Do I get any weapons in this scenario? Nope, hand to hand. No weapons. Okay, hand to hand. It's just me. Just you. Right. And you're in a. I'll give you some more criteria. You're in like a um, giant rodeo arena, you know. So like you, you have plenty of room to move around, but not limitless room to move. Okay. Around. Okay. And I have to kill all thousand horses. Or you're dead yourself. I mean, they're going to kill you. So the only way you can stop them is by incapacitating them. Okay. And I can't flee from this situation. No. It's a fight to the death. Fight to the death. All right. I'm going to have to go with uh, – it's going to be a, a war of attrition, but I think I'll defeat the thousand duck-sized horses. Oh, my God. I'm so glad to hear you say that. I was afraid you were going to say the one horse-sized duck. And I'm no, like, that, I, thing is, that thing is going to bite my head off. Yeah, that's what I think. Uh, you, got, you got these other guys that someone, I had someone on the show, I haven't even released the episode yet, and he picked the big horse too. I'm like, are you effing crazy? I'm like, what, what are you talking about? This is a duck, horse-sized duck. But anyway, so give us your strategy. So you're going to fight 1,000 duck-sized horses. Duck-sized horses, yeah. I mean, well, they have to kill me, and they're just little baby, little baby ponies. Like, what yeah. are they going to do? They're just going to be frolicking around. So I'll See, just, I'll just stomp on all of them. Agreed. I'll, all right. Yeah. Fist bump through the camera right there. Boom. See, okay. I knew I've always been right about this, but then having <laughs> an expert like you on the show, because <laughs> uh, it's like you couldn't choke out that horse-sized duck. You couldn't. I mean, even if, even if you could reach your arms around his neck, you couldn't like, you know, you're, you're not going to be able to choke him. He's going to bite your head off. He's going to stomp you. But these little duck-sized horses, they can, I mean, their mouths are so small, they could barely even bite your ankles. And then yeah. if you put on a pair of boots, put on a pair of cowboy boots, guess what, guys? Game over. They can't even bite your ankles. All right. Good stuff, Ryan. I appreciate it, bro. <laughs> Listen, man, this has been a lot of fun. This has been one of my favorite episodes. I. Uh, it's funny. You had... I, I didn't even comment on it, but you sent me an invite because I was in the road on the car and we were sending each other voice messages back and forth. And I'm like, dude, send me an invite for, you know, the, our recording date, if you don't mind. And you put, I don't know if you did it on purpose because my podcast is J N E, but you put J R E like Joe Rogan experience. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know if you did it on purpose or not, but I like it. And that's what I'm hoping this one turns into is just two dudes just talking about life and fights and stuff like that. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, that was a subconscious. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, now my feelings are hurt. I thought you were like saying, Bob, your podcast is just as good as Joe Rogan's. So. Oh, I'm sure it is. So, totally. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, hey, before we sign off here, uh, any, any last thoughts? I don't want to put you on the spot, but anything that you didn't get out that you want to for the listeners? Um, let's see here. Um, just that, you know, free audit is, you know, just something valuable that you can take me up on. Um, there's no pressure at all. I'm just going to provide you information. So, 
uh, it's just going to help you in your business. And I think a lot of people underestimate the power of, of their website. For me, at least in my business, it was the number one thing for me. So, you know, whether I'm getting direct traffic, I'm getting direct traffic from ads, unless you're, you're running a, a landing page, you're going to direct the ads to your website or you're showing up from your SEO or you're sending out postcards, all these things you're telling people go to my website, mm-hmm. you know? So just, you know, even if a minor improvement, it's going to help you out significantly, but we're not going to, if you do use us, we're not going to do a minor improvement. We're going to like blow it out of the park. Yeah. So, you know, uh, just take me up on that, get you some more information. And then if you want to do it yourself, go ahead. If, you know, if you want to have it done professionally and, and take that off your hands and not worry at all, then I can help you out too. Cool. Good stuff. Ryan, I respect the hell out of you. Um, I just, I, I love a guy with your kind of attitude. You, um, I'm sure maybe you had a moment of it. I'm, I'm, if you didn't, even more respect. But you probably have had a moment or two where you were like, "Ah, woe is me," you know. But you you didn't sit there. You didn't let that control you. You chose not to be a victim. You chose not to be a bitch. You said, "I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna make life. I, you know, I'm the captain of the ship, and I'm gonna steer it where I want it to go." And uh, I have a lot of respect for that. I just saw uh, Michael Hinderleiter. I don't know if you know him. He's powerwash.com. He's the guy that owns that and very, very successful businessman. And he, um, he posted a video or, or just actually he posted something he saw on Reddit, I think, but it was like an 11 or 12 year old kid had, he was a double amputee, you know, and he was pushing a uh, pushing his lawnmower with a little gas can strapped to the top of it to his next lawn mowing job. And he had started his own business and I'm like, and I actually, I reposted it and I just said, you know, if you're not winning in life, it's your fault. You know, there's, uh, if you live in the United States, at least I know we get a lot of hate. I know Ryan lives in California who hate, you know, you, you probably hate us anyway because you're from California. I'm kidding. I'm teasing, but, uh, (laughs) but, but I know we get a lot of hate, but you know what? This is the best place to live if you want opportunity and if you live here, and I know I've got listeners that don't live here, and, and, and I just qualify that because I don't really know what it's like where you're at. But I know, I know this. I know here in the U.S., if you're not winning, it's your fault. Um, yeah, you, you're going to have some incremental losses here and there, but you can do what you want. Ryan, uh, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing your story. Guys, remember, if you're not doing what you love, you better have a damn good reason for it. But if you're not pursuing what you love, there's no good reason for it. Peace out. Yeah.